Mate, we covered three states today. Yeah, we did. And the thing that I took out of it is that the the Brisbane Carnival is really starting to heat up. Yeah. That's all, that's all I really care about, let's be honest. Yeah, absolutely. And in probably the feature race of the day, um, full credit to the sponsors of that race as well. Um, but I think I've found one of the great get-out-of-the-casino bets of all time, and you'll actually be able to see that on my Ned's profile this weekend as well. Yes, uh, the Ned's profile is great, mate. Um you know, if you want to follow us in, if you followed uh, us in last week, you would have found a couple that's for sure. Maybe you find some more this week at some value, but uh, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But still, you can do everything else with the Neds app. You can get weird and exotic as well with the Neds same race multi. And, you know, there's no one else I'd rather bet with heading into the Brisbane Winter Carnival. Well, they also have a black book feature there, so you can black book ones for these prep runs into their grand finals. They have the futures markets there. You can do all that good stuff mm-hmm. with the good people at Neds. Mm-hmm. Damn right. But what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, genuine game-changing stuff. No one would know what we're talking about. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. Uh, but yeah, honestly, it's um, it's a little bit overwhelming. I might cry. Mate, we've got a new toy. Uh, it's called a Roadcaster Pro, and it's basically, in a nutshell, going to take us to the next level. We're going to go into space. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a um, a dashboard for a spaceship. But I tell you what, it's called the Roadcaster Pro, and we're taking the next step. Uh, from being rookies to pros. Oh, God, yeah. Um, mate, yeah, a great purchase. And, you know, something that wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for all you drifters out there listening. And I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> couldn't have. But, yeah, episode two of our spelling season. Um, we're not going to get straight stuck in because no. we got we got, we got got something good for you. Um, but before that, mate, how's your, how's your week been? Yeah, mate, it was a cracking week, you know. Um you know, still recovering from my bout of labyrinthitis. <laughs> but no, it was a great week. It was busy. Um, you know, we uh, salvaged some pride with the, the state of origin win on Wednesday. You know what? Everyone at work was saying, oh, Queensland's going to lose again. You're going to get pumped. I was like, no, we'll win this game. Firstly, because Mitchell Moses is not Nathan Cleary, which we learned on Wednesday night. He's definitely not. Good player. Oh, God, yeah. Great player, but he's not a generational talent like young Nathan. No, he's, he's not. Um, yeah, there, there was uh, there was certainly not the amount of chin in the New South Wales team as what there usually would be. That's the metric I look for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know what? Um, I, I, was really, I was really happy with uh, certain Dragons players' effort on Wednesday night. Benny Hunt. He was unbelievable. Stand up and, stand up and you know, absolutely give yourself a pat on the back, man. 100%. He was brilliant. And we were talking about this. Um, when was this? We saw each other during the week? I don't know. Oh, yeah, couldn't tell you. It's been one of those weeks. Yeah, we did. Maybe we were just texting about him. No, we are at the bank. Oh, that whole ideal. Uh, oh, jeez. But, um, oh, yeah, that's a different story. But we'll discuss it then. He just, in defense, he just has a dig. That's all you can ask for. No. And, you know, being a Dragons fan and when we signed him, the thing that frustrated me most about that signature was 
the amount of money we spent on him. Mm. Because for mine, so 1.2 million a year for Benny Hunt. It's excessive. It's excessive. There's not a lot of players in the competition I'd pay that sort of money, and I don't include Ben Hunt in that sort of upper echelon of players, but there is no doubting that he puts in and, you know, it's not his fault he got offered that contract. No, and we're discussing this when the Dragons inevitably throw an intercept pass (laughs) and the opposition is just strolling in for a – try under the post he's always basically the first couple of players chasing back he always yeah. has a dig so yeah no good on you benny uh well, proud of the effort yes well done to you ben um mate so saw this on a trailer a while ago but survivor starts tonight so we're recording on a sunday um guy I used to work with is actually in it this series no way yeah so it's brains versus brawn and he's yoked, bruh. <laughs> big boy? Yeah, big boy. Is and he um, from your previous role or from earlier on? No, no, previous role. So uh, Simon. So he'll be in t- Team Brawn. Okay. But he's, he's a smart guy as well. Yeah, so that's with, – with that sort of setup, Brains versus Brawn, you know, or because someone's jacked, like take us two, for example, like clearly we're massive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean they're also an idiot? Like, no. you know, that's 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 awfully unfair to all the Jack people out there. I know Jack rights matter. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, and then I feel and then I feel sorry for the brains in the show because you know they're, they're not. It's not like as if they're versing idiots. No, like I would put Cooper Cronk's a good example. I reckon he had a bit of meat, meat tray about him, but <laughs> but yeah. he's also a smart man. He has an engineering degree. Does he have an engineering degree? Yeah. No way. Yeah, I, he, I, I he, had no idea. I think he finished that when he was like at the storm. So he's like, yeah, he's like a quadruple threat. Yeah, holy dooly. And Cooper. Uh, and actually speaking of Cooper Cronk, and I was uh, watching the Melbourne Storm game last night when they gave the poor Knights a bath. Um, My SGM suggested that the Knights had a chance, <laughs> <laughs> which they – I didn't know Mitchell, Mitchell uh, Pierce was out. So, right, okay. Yeah, that would definitely influence yeah. proceedings. But considering they came off a 36-0 win, their mm-hmm. previous game, you think they would have gone better. But, um, yeah, so watching the, I guess, the comments from the Fox panel after the game, uh, Cooper Cronk speaks pretty well. But you know who is absolutely unbelievable? Mick Ennis. Yeah. He's super switched on. Everything he says is reasonable. He actually offers an opinion. He doesn't skirt around the issue. He's rarely on the fence and he speaks super well. Mm. And for a bloke who's a pest throughout his entire career, I can't say I was the biggest fan of him. No. But I reckon he's my favourite ex-player in terms of commentary. Okay. Mm. All right. I like Joey. I do like Joey. He's a bit cheeky. He's a bit cheeky. Uh, He's definitely had a few head knocks (laughs) in his (laughs) lifetime. But his insight and his analysis of the game is incredible. Yeah. And it's crazy that – He's he's still viewed as like one of the very best ever, like the eighth. Yeah, I think I was probably a little bit too young to fully appreciate how good he was. Uh, I think he's the best to ever play and my dad agrees with me. He's obviously seen a lot more footy um, than I have. and But dad's not a massive fan of him but can appreciate his talent. It's crazy because he only played 170 games. Injured all the time, yeah. Was, well, that's what I – that's what I guess I don't really understand about that debate. Because, like, if you're an immortal 
and you've only played 170 games. I feel like that's and I'm not I'm not debating. I've I don't really know too much about his career, but apparently it was hectic. And mm. I do remember watching him back in the day. But anyway, let's move on. Mm. This podcast this week, our spelling season, we're doing our much awaited team of the winter. The on the drift team of the winter. So we did the our team of the autumn autumn, which we got some brilliant feedback on mm. that. Yeah. Uh, and let me just tell you, your introduction took, uh, caught me off guard last time. I wasn't expecting that. So if you're listening to that podcast and if you do go back and listen to it, I, I recommend it highly. You can hear me just cackling in the background, which probably threw you off a little bit, to be honest. So I'm sorry for that, mate. That and my poor writing because <laughs> I was reading off off my screen. But um, we did uh, – we did – oh, actually – oh, my God. <laughs> Some people are coming through the door, mate. We got we got the press. <laughs> Quite it down, please, guys. <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right. But without further ado, thank you for uh, joining us for our first ever On The Drift uh, Team of the Winter selection uh, press conference. We'd like to thank all the horses that pulled up their socks uh, throughout the Adelaide and Brisbane carnivals. You didn't make this an easy uh, selection process, uh, on the most part at least. We'll be honest, we had, a, we had a glance at the Adelaide carnival, but as you're all aware... This far superior racing is here in Brisbane over the winter carnival, and that's where I'd say about 90% of our focus remained. Declan and I have agreed that this side signifies qualities of a good horse and a great punter. There are horses that have, had, that have persevered through a terrible, terrible preps of 6 to 12 months uh, to, find, to finally find their winning form. Uh, there are also new hot things on the rise um, should have read this and <laughs> old heads that continue to get the job done without further ado, mate, please kick off with our fullback of our team of the winter. Sure thing. So number one Tefane, now three time group one winner. Stunning. Comes into the side at fullback with almost Nico Hines esque streak of form across the winter exemplified by the back-to-back wins uh, that she had in the Stradbroke and then in the Tiara. Um, look, this is her first drifter representative jersey, but with that run of form, ooh, I reckon she might have a few more in the future. I had James Tedesco in mind for Tefane. Okay. Slippery. Yeah, slippery. Slippery, yeah. slippery customer. Yeah, real like low centre of gravity. Yeah. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Hairy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think just the – the hot streak mm. because, you know, 12 months ago, you know, I was aware of Nico Hines and I thought, yeah, he's all right, you know, coming off the storm bench. Did I think he's as good as what he what, – what I think he's as good as now? No. Yeah. So Tefane, I thought of pretty highly mm-hmm. heading into the winter, but now she's right up there. Yeah. Uh, she's back in my good books. Uh, on the first wing, uh, we have Eduardo. So just a – picks himself, I think. Um, God, yeah. So – I think he just had to be picked on his performances alone. He he's a bit of a lippy customer, Eduardo. Um, like, and he has failed to reach the expe- expectations that, um, especially his stable, think of it. <laughs> but his run in the Doom Ten Thousand was absolutely huge. But I must say to Eduardo, there is a ton of ton of depth at this position, so oh, yeah. you, you need to step up a gear for the spring. Yeah, look, I, I tell you what, he's gotten into the side when there's been a few. Uh, uh, players unavailable yeah. uh, for selection, and you know, namely Nature Strip yep. potentially. Yeah, um, classic legend. Well, he's back. He's back. He's 
basically had an ACL, so yeah, he's yeah. coming back. But I thought Eduardo's the perfect Blake Ferguson type. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say um, uh, Josh Adokar. Oh, because the Fox. The Fox, because he's, he's got that pace, but there's a bit of cheek about him as well, Eduardo. Yeah, but I think Fergo's very cheeky and – he doesn't necessarily have the execution that the Fox does. No, you absolutely no, Blake Ferguson. He <laughs> didn't come to mind for me. Um, he's got a bit of a head like Eduardo as well, so <laughs> so play on. Uh, so our first centre, uh, number three, Converge. Look, this fellow, he's pretty early on mm. in his career. You know, he we is. can all agree on that. But he's shown some incredible versatility for a player that's so young. Well, that's why he's in the centres. Exactly right. He's... Uh, reliable in defence, but has a wicked turn of foot. Um, he's actually nicknamed the Hammer uh, for his for his startling burst <laughs> of speed. I think the best is yet to come for Converge. Uh, but you know what? It's a pleasure to welcome him. Welcome him into the Drifter family. Yeah, welcome. Uh, our other centre is Nudge. How good is she? So yeah. she's turned into a model of consistency and you couldn't have said that 12 months ago. No, Six couldn't. months ago, you couldn't. Yeah. I reckon there was a few off-field issues that she started to sort out. <laughs> yeah, she's off the drink, clearly. <laughs> but uh, I think the other thing as well, she might have actually traded clubs to the Sunshine States because <laughs> she's got the ba- sun on her back and it's done her the world of good. She's had four runs in the Sunshine State and she's finished in the Quinella each time. Yeah, and it's very well-deserved position in this side. Uh and you made a call about what her potential spring campaign could look like. I think she has, and I've I actually looked at it again today, and I can't find it in any futures markets. She will win the Empire Rose over a mile, bang against the Mares. I think she's, I think she's finally found Chris Wall has finally found her out, and since she's so consistent. A real Justin Olam type. Oh, I, I love watching him play. He plays a great brand of footy. 100 mile an hour. He folds people, doesn't he? Hey, he palmed off uh, poor old Kurt Mann last night in a Greg Inglis style oh. palm. Jumped over the top of him. Little grubber inside for Nico Hines <laughs> to regather and score. I was like, how good is this? Yeah. Well done, Nudge. Yeah. Um, so our other wing position. Um, and look... We've had our eye on this girl for a long time expecting big things. Coach's choice. Exactly right. And, um, you know, we're absolutely stoked to, to finally be able to hand her a jersey um, in the in the Drifter team of the winter. And that's Brooklyn Hustle. Fully deserved. And I tell you what, after her stellar performances in Adelaide, so this is one of the few horses that actually featured in Adelaide, um, and also her cracking win with uh, – Craig Williams on board. Can't remember the name of that race, but we were watching clearly because we're the selectors. Dane Hill, maybe? maybe. Yeah, maybe. Absolutely outstanding. So she deserves to be on the wing. Um, I tell you what, she her full length of the field tries. She takes a while to get going, the first twenty or the thirty meters, but once she gets over that, she's she's away. And I tell you what about Brooklyn Hustle. Um, if she didn't have a career on the track, I reckon she could have a career as a supermodel because she's gorgeous. She's so gorgeous. Mm. Nice blonde. So yeah. who's a blonde winger in the league? That's a great question. Without um, notice. Oof. You know who takes a bit to get going, actually? Xavier Coates. He does. That's a fair shout. Yeah. I was going to say a younger Tommy Turbo because he's blonde and he played a bit of wing when he was a younger ben fella. bitch. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, but he's back rower, so. But – I was actually thinking about Brooklyn. I reckon she's she's the goal kicker as well. <laughs> what makes you say that? Because she's she's found it out and she's just kicking goals now. 
she's she doesn't have to have six weeks between runs anymore. She can turn up week to week and get the JD. Okay, I've just thought of uh, who she is then, Reuben Garrick. Oh, the snack. Yeah, the snack because he's gorgeous. He is. <laughs> he's got some pace about him. Loves his camera time. Too. Loves his camera time and can hit it from the wing and he's blonde. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Ruben the Snack Garrick on the on the, uh, <laughs> on the wing. Okay, in six. Now, what a story this is. God, yeah. He's the X Factor in the side. That's Zaki, mm. all the way from Europe. Mm. You don't see many Europeans playing rugby league, but uh, Zaki, he, w- he would not be out of, out of fair in this side. Veteran of six years, so, you know, he's a veteran that's coming he's in. He's played 200 side. plus. Yeah. But he has, he still has a ton of uh, run left in his legs. Uh, so he was actually undefeated throughout the winter, which is unbelievable. Uh, he picked up the Dooman Cup and the QE, uh, Q22 by a com- combined winning margin of 10 plus lengths. <laughs> he just looks so ready for the Cox Plate, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, Annabelle Nisham, I think, has got it. She's, she's a special trainer. And, yeah, yeah. From the get-go in that first race that he had in the Doncaster and he flashed home, um, you know, we, we sort of both were talking about that. I reckon if you get him on pace, he's got the ticker to be able to put on a bit of pace towards the back end of a race. And, yeah, he'll be – wherever he races in the spring, he'll be hard to beat. 100%. Um, I reckon he's similar to a Cam Munster on his day, just a bit of, bit of fancy footwork. Dominant. 100%. Cam Munster shaved his moustache for Origin 3 and it showed because <laughs> he was great and he was outstanding again last night. So, um, yeah, Zaki, uh, probably the first player picked. Yes, 100%. Um, a halfback. So this is a bit of a different mould of a halfback this time. So this is the way I'm looking at it. Much like how Craig Bellamy was able to mould Jerome Hughes into a halfback. Mm-hmm. He was originally a fullback. mm but now he's not only a halfback, he's one of the best halfbacks in the comp. I'd say with Nathan Cleary injured, he's probably the number one halfback in the comp right now, Jerome Hughes. I'd say so. So maybe it takes a special coach to get the most out of a good player, just like it took a special jockey to get the most out of this horse, and that was Jamie Carr and Vega 1. Vega 1, welcome to the side at halfback. Well-deserved, much maligned, but uh, much <laughs> criticised. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, congratulations, Vega. Um, you know, he absolutely broke your heart. And one of your other one of your other horses, um, you know, I certainly would have been in this side if it ran just a little bit faster. But uh, <laughs> Vega's victory in the Stradbroke was, you know, obviously excellent. But I think it took a special ride from Jamie Carr uh, to get him home. You know, he's a faster halfback, but he's he's you know he likes to attack the line, but he's got a bit of flair about his game too. So uh, yeah, real Jerome Hughes type. Welcome to the team, Vega one. Has a mistake in him but uh, getting more consistent as he gets older. 100%. So, all right, our first uh, big bop is out, out front. Uh, Explosive Jack had picks himself. 100%. Like he's, he's the one who's going to play 70 minutes a game, uh, just trucking up from point A to point B. Mm. Uh, he, he had a brilliant, brilliant winter. Um, he did fall short. Uh, of the ultimate goal, which was the Queensland derby, but to be honest, it was probably an afterthought anyway because he cleaned up about four other ones on the long along the way. I thought he reminded me a lot of Daniel Saifidi missing Origin three. 
Did all the hard work. Yeah. Had a brilliant season, then just couldn't quite <laughs> be there when the whips were cracking for a sweep. Yeah, fair enough on Explosive Jack. Yeah, we were um, we were there to watch him that day, and it was a little bit disappointing if you were on him, but you know, you can't take away from the fact that he's had a cracking uh, last few months, Explosive Jack. No, and I think well, it took – oh, it's so hard to say, but it took – 12-plus months for away game to come back from that hectic two-year-old season that she had. Yeah. And she only just won on basically the last day of the group, like the race after Tats Tiara. Um, so hopefully, because Kirima, David used the same stable, they do love to run their young horses into the ground. So it'll be interesting to see if he comes back. Well done, Explosive Jack. Uh, our hooker. And, geez, I tell you what, uh, he had – a few enormous wins. And just like, you know, Cameron Smith was leagues ahead of his competition in the hooker position for a very long time, uh, Incentivize was finishing leagues and leagues and leagues uh, ahead of his competition. He's starting favourite in the Caulfield Cup now. Um, wow. So we've got a sneaking suspicion that this won't be his first representative drifter's jersey uh, Incentivize, but welcome to the team. And you know what? On reflection, looking at this winter carnival, I reckon um, it's the best one we've seen in a long time, mm. especially in terms of unearthing horses that are going to go on and, and probably have a, a dominant spring campaign. So, And that's what we want the Brisbane Carnival to be all about. We want it to be about unearthing some absolute gems but also seeing some some horses that have had a, a cracking last six months. Yeah, absolutely. Um, from Toowoomba with Steve Traeger, so, which I kind of forgot about him to be honest. Like, I'd, he just kind of went off my radar, but he was – basically, every time he went out there, he just won by, what, 12 lengths or something. So, Well, his um, – that when he had over 2,400 metres, I can't remember the name of the race, but uh, time form rating expert basically said if he ran to that quality, uh, he would have won, won nine out of the last 10 Caulfield Cups wow. with, with that sort of run. Obviously – Horses don't run to their peak rating every time. It's much like if you had a batsman who went out to bat who averaged 40, mm. sometimes he's going to get a duck, sometimes he's going to get 150. Mm. But you combine all those scores, it's a 40. So I believe that's how averages work. That's how averages work. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if, you, if you're back and incentivizing the Caulfield Cup, fair enough. Uh, if he runs to his peak, he'll win. But if he doesn't, he might not. Mm. Yeah, no, you're right. Couldn't, you couldn't be righter, actually. Uh, <laughs> more right. Anyway, our other big prop out, out in front is probably the luckiest member of this squad, to be honest. Gotcha. Num- number 10, Knight's Order. So, And that just goes to show of the lack of depth uh, in our big boys out in front. So, But he has been consistent at group level. He took out the Winter Cup at Rose Hill and then he backed that up in the Brisbane in the Brisbane Cup at Eagle Farm where he won that by five lengths against Cariff. So that's that's the benchmark. So it's not great. Good horse, but not not elite. Um, so I was thinking of who who reminds me of this, this fella. And if we're reluctant as selectors to put him in, surely he's very similar to a Matt Lodge or Tavita Pangai Jr. Or a Flegler. <laughs> <laughs> Little Tommy Flegler up front. I think it's Matt Lodge for me. Um, big bopper, you know. Uh, gets the gets the nut from point A to point B 
most of the time, not all the time. And, uh, yeah, the Broncos didn't want him anymore and uh, they were happy to trade him to the Warriors. So, Knights order, look, I would be shocked if you're in this team in the in the spring. But, um, yeah, that's what <laughs> that's what I had all to say about Knights order. No, very fair. So, moving into the second row and uh, number 11 is reloaded. Wow. Yeah. Uh, look, we had – well, you particularly as the chairman of selectors, you had an eye on him a season or two ago and he, he maybe could have made his debut in the uh, representative team a season or two ago, but he just didn't live up to those expectations. Well, he he was playing for the, the glamour club of the Roosters and I think he might have had too many nights out and he's come up up here to the Broncos and or well, having the sun on his back and he's just he's just got his act together. A hundred percent. He started to find some good form. Uh, look, he had a great Winter campaign, he had a couple wins, um, a little a little bit later uh, than expected uh, mm. for us. And you know what? It's it's like those players who don't get to don the maroon until later on in their career, but have you know shown spurts of, of consistency earlier on. Um, so I'm I'm thinking maybe like a Gavin Cooper type. You know, he's mm. you know he didn't debut for the Maroons until he was an older fella. Uh, but he didn't let us down. No. Uh, he's a little bit enigmatic though, reloaded. So maybe even a Tariq Sim style character. Mm. Tariq. Bit Tariq. Big Tariqi. Uh, no group one glory for reloaded as of yet. No. But maybe that's on the agenda. It could be. Mm. It could be. Now, welcome to the team, reloaded. About He'd be looking at about 2,000 metres, 2,400. Yeah. There's gettable ones. Yeah. Over that distance. If Holmesman's taking out the Australia Cup. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God. Um, all right. Our other um, second rower is Juice. So just didn't miss a beat in the Queensland Oaks. Being seven weeks in between runs, that's what blew me away. Mm. Only had the one run. Yeah. Ridiculous. And she's made the side. Oh, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, little fillies just catch our eye. I just I, – I questioned, I questioned her strategy, but she clearly knows what she's doing. Real tr- Jake Travojevich type. Okay, yeah. Yeah, just like just gets in and it won't matter how much footy she misses, she'll get in and get the JD. Yeah, I can respect that. Um, Dewey Turbo. No, yeah. good to see. <laughs> and who's the 13, mate? So rounding out the squad in the lock position is Kukaracha. Uh, look, was it a good win uh, in the Queensland um, Derby. Derby? Sorry. Obviously beating home explosive Jack. Real ticker shine around the ruck uh, by Kukarachi, you know. Uh, it was a bit of hustle and bustle in that race. You know, really reminiscent to Dal Finucane. Yeah. Um, I reckon a bit of fight, you know, some real fighting qualities too about Kukarachi, you know. I uh, had to get through a bit of a scrap uh, in that race and, and get out in front. So that reminds me a little bit of big country, Tino uh, Fasamui Ali. I'm pretty sure that's how you say his last name, if not... Uh, my apologies, Tino. But there's some fighting qualities there in Kukaracha, so um, great to have him in the squad. Bit of punch through the ruck. Yeah. Yeah, he crushed my soul when he won. <laughs> um, but, yeah, good, good side. I think we've nailed it, to be honest. And Who's the skipper? Well, skipper, I think it has to be – I think it has to be Zaki. It's either Zaki or Tefane. Yeah, let's go Zaki. Yeah. Mm, because that was just absolutely unbelievable, yeah. that win. Tefane, the only thing about her is that she's been there, she's done it, she's done it for a few seasons now. She had a one-off prep, but she ended up, what she have? I think she had like, oh, that's right. She had like a, a 
kidney issue or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, or Dustin Martin type. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe next time we could do a if if there's enough runners over the spring we like we can do an AFL side. Holy shit! All Australian. Wow, that that could be at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. We can make comparisons to uh, to players of a different code yeah. potentially. Yeah, nice. But uh, yeah, I think it goes to Zaki and coach. So I think coach could either be a jockey or a trainer, obviously. But I've gone jockey, and you can't pick anyone else. Has to be Jamie Carr. Has to be Jamie. Um, Hundred Metro wins, unbelievable. Yeah, hundred percent. So that is our on the drift drifters team of the winter. Who would we miss? Or did we nail it? I think we nailed it. I think we absolutely slayed it, mate, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Knocked it out of the park. So, mm. uh, Thanks for showing up, though, um, press. You know, I'm sure you guys will have plenty to write about after this. You guys uh, can turn those cameras on again if you want. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Um, but <laughs> but until, <laughs> until next week, mate, we'll, uh, we'll catch them then. See you, mate.